podcast. podcast. Do do Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Four house on the hill. From Delco. Four house on the hill. Boop, oh, boop. yeah, that's a Marine, what the fuck? I almost fucking doxed you. She must she must be edging. She's edging the rings, I bet. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, were you like were you like letting it ring a little too long and then it like went to voicemail by accident? Yeah, no, I was plugging in my headphones, and I was like, it has to ring for a second, and, like, right as I picked up, it was like, just kidding, this call. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking you were, like, you were edging. You were, like... Yeah, yeah so I was edging the, the, the rings. Um, so, how are you? I'm fine. Cool, that's good. How are you? I'm fine too. Um, I just, Good. yeah. Thanks for letting me call like just an hour later. Um, because, uh, we're talking about Jesus Christ Superstar today on two hosts from Delco. And my husband is so sick of, he does not like Jesus Christ Superstar. And he really hates this time of year because I like to listen to Jesus Christ Superstar and watch Jesus movies and stuff. Um, yep. which he's really not into. So Mm, I want. Funny. I wanted to okay. avoid because he's home for lunch. I wanted to like avoid dealing with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, you don't need that. But it's a really made, what? Go ahead. Oh, I made my husband listen to it yesterday, and it was fun because I was like explaining the story. And so he like went to Sunday school, I guess. Okay. All right. Not. He didn't really know. He's got some like, background. On yeah, Jesus. but, like, I was just trying, you know, I'm, like, explaining, like, you know, this is, like, the crowd being, like, yay, Jesus, and then, like, everyone turns on him, and, you know, it's, like, out of his control, and, like, this isn't even really from Jesus's perspective, this play. Uh, no, this, it's from Judas. It's Judas's yeah. perspective, which is what's so cool about it, because it's, like, the yeah. anti-hero, like... Um, well, he's not even, he's not a hero at all. I can't believe I just called Judas, Judas an anti-hero. Like, cause well, yeah, there's nothing redeeming about Judas. Let's just put it that way. Yes, there is. Cause it was God, he was doing God's will. You know what? That's actually a really good point. Cause like he, he says that in one of the songs. He's like, that that he, why was he chosen to like be this person? Yeah. All right. And I'm, he's like, yeah, he's like the most tragic figure because he thinks he's, he believes he's doing the right thing. He's like, you're, you're, dude, you're out of hand. Like, you're going to get us all killed. You don't have control over this movement anymore. And like, they're going to kill us. Mm-hmm. And that's like really what he believed. Um, but then like in that other song later on, when he's 
take when he's like about to take the blood money he says you know um i'm not thinking like about my own reward i'm not doing this on my own accord like he, it seems like he's like, even confused about why <clears throat> he yeah. feels the need to do this right um and then after he does say that he's gonna give up jesus or right after he does that, i don't remember but you hear like the angels or whatever and they're like Oh my God. Yeah. And there's something about that chorus that is so like being pulled down to hell sounding like interesting. It feels very damned to me. Interesting. It's taunting in that way. It's like a ringing. That's interesting. Well, that's what I hear. He kills himself, right? Yeah. He kills himself. Also, like, I mean, did you ever like, read in the bible like his death no i I mean i'm sure as a child but not as an adult um all right i'm i'm playing the jesus christ superstar album while we're doing this podcast because we have to but i like it um but judas in the bible uh he hangs himself like off a cliff and his body like rips in half and his entrails it's like really hard. It's like really graphic and just like insane. His and they describe his entrails like falling off this cliff, like because he gets decapitated when he hangs himself. Oh my god, it's like really fucked up. Um, yeah, the the Bible's like his death is hardcore, um, which you know you gotta take Judas out that way. Um, but also, so which. Did you listen to, like, what soundtrack did you listen to with your husband? The album soundtrack. Okay. Not the movie. Because here's my thing, I would say, the movie, I think the movie's better sounding than the album. I, you know, when I was a kid, my parents had the album, so I think that's just more familiar to my ear. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, so that's like why I think I I chose that one. Well, um, because, all right, so I have everyone, because now I'm trying to remember who played um, Judas on the album. Yeah, Murray Head, who's like an English dude who was like, this is like the original cast, by the way, the album, Um, which is what you listen to. That's what I have on right now. Um, But the... In the movie, Carl Anderson is the singer who plays Judas, and he is mm-hmm. just, like, so, his voice is just so much better as Judas. Like, he can, like, really scream, and, like, I don't know. It's, like, his voice is so much more enigmat- enigmatic. Am I saying that right? Um, I think so. So, I would have to tell everyone listening to this, like, yes, the album, of course, the original cast is great, um, but... Carl Anderson as Judas is the goat of of people who have played Judas. Like, he's the one well, you, you should be listening to. I'm going to have to listen to that one now since I just listened to the other one yesterday. Because I the last time I heard it before this was watching the movie a couple years ago. Uh, and I don't remember now, so I'm going to have to listen. Uh, yeah, Carl Anderson is um, who you want to be listening to as Judas. But, like... Uh, my other thing, I was like, how we've never talked about Jesus Christ Superstar, which is that Maureen and I have a little bit of a history with it because we were in the show in high school. Yeah. Uh, sure. I love that show. That was the best one we did. 
Oh yeah, that was the best show we did. Also though, it was the one of the only show that did um it extended a weekend. Oh yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. yeah. It was like really yeah, like in the community it was like everyone was like they did an extra good job this year. Well, you know, it was because our Judas was Rich White who was like mm-hmm. uh the black dude who could really sing at our school. And I mean, he wasn't the only black kid at Bonner, but, um, I mean, who had, all right. The only black guy who like was like put out as like the lead in the play, like, uh, like plays were chosen based on him. Yes. Yeah. Not just this one, but also the whiz. And then he ended up not being allowed to be in the whiz. So it ended up being (laughs) the whiz with an all white cast. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he's uh, the only one enough to make it a fucking embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Jesus was played by Kevin Colden, who was yeah, all, he, he was, was very good. He did a great job. Um, although he was a little bit overweight, which wasn't really didn't um, really wasn't good for me. I think Jesus should be like anorexic skinny. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got to have like a 16 pack. Well, he's got to have a 16-pack, but also, I mean, he's got to look like he's starving. I don't know. I, I right. really, I like skinny Jesus. I'm, I'm, yeah. and, like, I would say my only problem with Kevin Colden's performance was, like, when he was performing on the cross at the end, like, and he was really belting mm-hmm. it out because he didn't have a shirt on, and he would, like, he was, like, jiggling and stuff, and that really, like, oh, wow. distracted me. Goddamn. Yeah, his, like, little, I mean, his I titties were, like, shaking. Big, big, a little bit. Uh, bigger than the classic Jesus. However, I mean, <laughs> the classic Jesus. It was just a week earlier that he got there and it was like Palm Sunday. I feel like he was eating just fine up until like the day before he dies, so there's no reason he shouldn't be that fucking skinny. I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I just, like, I mean, there's just something about a fat Jesus that doesn't sit right with me. Like, because, okay. um, anyway. Oh, I don't care about skin color. That's either one as long as he's like anorexic. Anorexic. I mean, like heroin addict skinny. Yeah, like you know, honestly, like all right, here let's do like fantasy um, Jesus Christ superstar cast right now. Uh, So I would say, oh my god, I'm torn between um, Chris Cornell from Sound Soundgarden playing Jesus. Oh yeah, did he kill himself? He kind of killed himself. Nobody really knows. Kind of? Well, because oh. he was on, like, a lot of um, antidepressants he's and stuff. Dead. He's dead. Uh-oh. He's dead. He died. He... I know. I'm just saying. This is my... perfect as Jesus. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's my fantasy. Like, I wish, like, I... That's the saddest thing about him being dead is because I'm, like, how does... How did this never happen? How come nobody was like, we should have Chris Cornell cover some Jesus Christ Superstar songs? How did this he never happen? He would have been a good Jesus. He would have been a really good Jesus. All we have is right. Jesus Christ pose now. That's well, all we have. For anorexic, can it be like a woman? Like, can it be like Karen Carpenter? Um, Jesus as a woman? No. I mean, we got Mary Magdalene. Like, so we don't need to fantasize about women being Jesus Christ. We don't need to gender bend uh, like that. I was just thinking of the most anorexic person I could think of. Oh, no. I'm also thinking, like, skinny, hot, uh, and also, like, has, like, a heavy metal voice. You know? Because, like, mm-hmm. Judas is, like, Judas's voice is, like, you know, uh, R&B, like, screeching. 
and mm-hmm. and then then Jesus is like heavy metal singer. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's this one. Here's this one. You ready for this one? What about Kurt Cobain as Jesus? I mean, those blue eyes. Yeah, no, yeah, blonde hair, blue eyes. I mean, so Arian, so anorexic, so heroin and chic skinny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously the ideal. Yeah. Um, here's. See, okay. Again, just hearing this, though, the emotion. This is like Judas being like, what the fuck? You're taking this too far, you know? Yeah, yep. Um, And it sounds great and all, but damn, once you see Carl Anderson perform it, you're like, no one else can top this dude. All right. I'm going to have to check it out. I mean, like, I'm going to have to rewatch it. Um, so yeah, I would just say, I'm just like, now I kind of, I want to like watch Chris Cornell do like Jesus Christ pose song, that song. Do you remember that song from Soundgarden? Which one? There's a song called Jesus Christ pose that Soundgarden does. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's well, because it's their early stuff, but like it is uh-huh. probably like after we record here, I mean, I'm just going to play it for you because you need to. You need to hear it, but um, it's like quintessential Chris Cornell like singing, and it's it's like fucking insane, and it do- and it makes me be like, I wish he he did a a cover of Jesus Christ Superstar, but whatever, um, whatever. Okay, so Dreamcast Mary Magdalene, like you know, that's an easy singing part. I feel like it's like an alto. You know, easy, uh, one dimensional female character. Oh, her, her song's great though. Really sad yesterday. Her song's really beautiful. Like, but, um, you don't have to be like. Which one? Everything's all right. Everything's fine. Or the, I don't know how to love him. I don't really, I mean, no, I mean, not to like, all the songs are great, but the, the one like, everything's all right now, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, that's the pretty song. Yes, I don't know how to love him. It's like apparently in the seventies, that was like on the radio and it was like very popular. And like, yeah, no, it is. It's like I don't, I don't like the Mary Magdalene character after re-listening to this yesterday. Okay. What? Tell me. I I think she's super one-dimensional. I think the entire time Jesus is like, "Hey, man, she just chills me out with fucking." Like she's gonna annoy my head, and that, that's literally all he does. Like, like they're all like, "Why are you hanging out with prostitutes?" Like, dude, like you're gonna get us caught. Like they're gonna kill us. You know we're in danger. And he's just like, "Hey, man, she chills me out." I'm telling you, just pay attention. That's all that happens. That's all Jesus has to fucking say about her. That's all she has to say for herself. It's all about Jesus. She's the manic pixie dream girl character. Well, he does say, "Who are you to judge?" And he does, well, yeah, like, so, so screaming. Yes. He does have that whole freak out. Um, and um, in the movie... Like, that's the other thing. The whole time, Jesus in this... It's like, I don't feel like Jesus is very heroic at all. Like, I feel like he's mostly, like, freaking out and crying and, like, being a whiny, like, celebrity. Well, see, these... touch with everything that he's doing. Jesus is always portrayed in this way, though, at towards the end. Because it's his... He knows that he's about to... Um, die and he's struggling 
like with that yeah, decision because also, like what there's a part where he does say that like um during i think it's like during like the temple part like he says like three years i've been trying to do this mm-hmm. like i think he, he like that's like the other thing about in this play in particular like there's like a point where you're like he feels like he failed like he's just a very interesting character the jesus character in this play yeah, no, he, I mean, and I, he is, though, a whiny bitch at the end. This is him being right? human. Like, he's, like, yeah. and then, oh, my God, Maureen, yeah. I like the, the um taking the cup song that he sings in the garden. Like, I, yeah, like, I fucking like cry, girl. like, when I. I know, there's part, oh, my God, I, just, like, get tears in my eyes still anytime I listen to certain parts. I mean. It's very emotional. Um. If Jesus, I he's like basically like actually God, like this whole plan. He's like, please don't kill me. Yeah, actually, please don't. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's really fucking sad. Yeah. Um. I also though my other Jesus movie I watched um is Mary Magdalene with um what's her name Aaron Rooney is it Aaron or L M what the fuck uh and Joaquin Phoenix Mm -hmm. um. I feel bad. I oh Rooney Mara, that's her name. Um, and it's about if have you have you heard of this movie? I feel like I have, and I don't remember much about it. Like when did it come out? Two thousand eighteen. Oh, okay. It's pretty no, old. I don't think I did know. I was gonna say it's more recent than I thought, though. I thought it was like early two thousands, but anyway, it didn't get like the best reviews. Um. But, like, here's right when I'm talking about her. Here we go. Um, so the Mary Magdalene movie is, a, you know, centers around the Mary Magdalene, obviously. And, um, yeah, the Rooney Mara is, like, absolutely phenomenal in the film. And Joaquin Phoenix is actually, I think, my favorite Jesus person who play actor who played jesus and interesting and again the crux of their relationship is that she calms him you know and like in the beginning of the movie because they obviously they're like the fact that mary magdalene was said to be a prostitute was actually like this made-up story like not true that um she wasn't a prostitute but it was because she traveled with the apostles that people judged her. Like, because it was, like, very, like, especially in, like, Jewish society at that time, women were not seen as, like, um, to be uh, equal with rabbis or whatever. Same, I mean, same it is in the Catholic Church, you know? Like, women are yeah. nuns and not priests. Like, um, so her being, like, traveling with the 12 apostles was scandalous. And, but like in the beginning of the movie, she's a midwife. She's like training to be a midwife and she has her, her kind of like why she's so good at it is when like she's, should they show her like helping a woman give birth and the way that her eyes are like, and her, the way she like, I don't know, comforts at the time of pain or whatever, uh, like completely gotcha. memorizes, mesmerizes the mother and she doesn't feel any pain at the moment of birth. So like, so she's got like a, 
it is know. sort of it's like because i mean her eye, i don't know what it is because even the actress portrays it so well like her eyes have this like transfixed like calm to them right and then she meets jesus and like that's what he sees in her and and she's like when he's like saying he's afraid to die he's afraid to go through this and she and she goes well then i'll be with you every step of the way and like and she's there when he's dying on the cross and she's looking at yeah. him and it brings him peace and and like i really think that that is like a cross in jesus christ superstar as well like they show mary as like she's the soothing character you know for him yes like yeah totally. like he's like i need her right now because i can't even sleep at night you know yeah it's like yeah i, I this horrible death and beating um, um and there is a sexual he, thing between them cares about me what's that just he he knew he was about to not only die a horrible death but he was about to be fucked over by all of these people that were around him right that's, at least that's the story of jesus so he uh, and, uh, the other thing in the Mary Magdalene movie with Judas, the Judas character, which is really interesting, the reason he turns Jesus in is based, essentially Judas is an accelerationist and he misinterprets Jesus's teaching because Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God mm. on earth. Okay. Okay. I right. It. Yeah. He's talking about the kingdom of God on earth will happen yeah. once he dies. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. And also that, and he talks about, you know, people rising from the dead, right? And Judas's yep. wife and daughter died and he wants to see them again, right? So he thinks as soon as Jesus dies, then the dead will rise again. But he's, misinter he's misinterpreting what Jesus was talking about. He wasn't talking, he was the kingdom of heaven, which is not yeah. on earth. Like, and he's talking about being reunited with your loved ones because before and this is what Jewish people believe you die and you go into darkness like you you there is no heaven for Jewish people yeah. when they die you yeah, know gotcha. so there's like no afterlife right there's no afterlife you you go in the darkness and but Jesus dies for our sins and in that way then there's heaven you're reunited with their loved ones and that's what he was talking about he's talking about the kingdom of heaven and Judas just did not understand that and uh, there's this, like, oh, my God, I swear to God, I get so freaking, I, like, I wish I actually believed in Jesus, I swear. Because uh, the story it's is so beautiful. Um, so then, so Judas, like, turns him in because he also feels like it's part of his prophecy. It's, like, the same thing as Judas is in Jesus Christ Superstar. Like, he knows yeah. that he has to do this. But he does it because he thinks Jesus is going to die and he, he's going to, his wife and child are going to be raised from right. the dead. Um, so he's just like confused. Uh, and then also he's there when um, Jesus dies on the cross and Mary Magdalene like shows him mercy and sympathy at yeah. that point in time as well. Like she's not like angry with him or whatever. Like, um, I don't know. It was really beautiful. Uh, whatever. Anyway. Whatever. Beautiful. Um, okay, so 
I guess also like our with the play, like we were just in the chorus, whatever, which we didn't have, like, I feel like I remember it was like, we had like two songs that we were a part of. Yeah. There's only, there's only like two big chorus songs in that play there. Um, but it was not easy to get into that play. Like not everyone made it. And we were like the younger of the people that were in it as well. It was our freshman year. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. um, and our friend Kim was dating Jesus too. Do you remember that? Yeah, they were dating. They were. I liked them together. And well, I mean, actually, like now that I think about, it, isn't it kind of fucked up that they were dating? Because Kim was a freshman and he was a senior. Yeah, but that was going on all the time. Yeah. Like, I just can't imagine a eighteen-year-old dating a fourteen-year-old. Well, you know. I last time in their life don't be allowed to do that shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway. <clears throat> uh but they didn't did they date for that long? I don't think they dated for that long. I forget. No, it didn't I, I feel like they ultimately decided they were better as friends kind of thing. Like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't very long. Yeah. Uh and because because um what other oh i had i remember when we performed this show this woman came up to me after the show and she was crying and like was like yeah she was like it was like came up to me and she was crying and she was like it was just so beautiful this production like what you guys have done and blah and I just couldn't believe it and I just told her I just was like looking at her I was like I'm just in the chorus but thank you um (laughs) doesn't matter part of it I think is like that experience of seeing people do something like that as a group like that's part of why it evokes those feelings Mm -hmm. but yeah it doesn't matter what do you think so Anyway, what did your husband think about this as, like, a first time? Um, well, he, like, actually hates musicals, even if we're, like, watching, <laughs> like, and, you know, like, on The Simpsons, Family Guy, yeah, even South Park, like, all the shows that we'll sit down and watch, like, when we're bored, like, put on an episode, there's always a fucking musical number, and he gets mad every time. <laughs> But no, he hates it. He hates musicals. He hates any musical number. He thinks it's weird. Makes him uncomfortable. (laughs) I think so. Like with this though, his reaction was like he said that he liked how into it I got and how much I liked it. And also, I think that he didn't realize some of those themes with the story of Jesus that could be like very much applied to right now or like any time in history, really. Well, Um, how would you apply the story? What 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 was his what was he seeing similarities to now? Well, so when I, I was really pointing out a lot of, uh, you know, like the superstar aspect of it, like, I mean, really it's highlighting how this like phenomenon happened with this person who's just a human being and we treated him, people made him into a God, right? Because the whole show, Jesus is saying, I didn't say I'm God, you said I'm God. Like, yeah. But also Judas is being like, yo, you're starting to think you're not like that's so like, there's this whole 
theme of um, like cult of personality and then um, how just how we as humans will make something into a god and basically like like call for their blood like um, like that's one of the themes you know mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's not necessarily a, a perspective you also think of it from plus like the whole Judas thing um, and like also Punch's Pilot, like Punch's Pilot's songs too. Like he's like pretty sympathetic to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't want to do this. Like right. he's just a guy that's put in this position um, because of the fucking crowds and like what they're asking for and like their craziness. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, we talked a lot about that. So that aspect of it. Well, and there was also in the story of in the Bible, uh, the because uh, there's Barabbas, which they don't is not in this yeah. play, but like oh, Barabbas is not in the play. Yeah, but like you, there's like you have a choice. Um, the Jews were allowed to choose who to crucify because it was some whole because yeah. it was Passover, I think. Yeah, it was Jesus or Barabbas. Yeah, and uh, you know so essentially they they chose so he kind of like washed his hands from it from that aspect but they don't yeah. have that in the play but no, that's um but king Herod is in the play yeah which he, he's really funny in the um yeah, movie the, in the movie um because like and yeah and his song is like in the musical it's like very comedy um you know uh, show busy it like kind of turns into like a Mel Brooks like the history of the world yeah. you know kind of vibe um and he's also he's fat in the movie which I think is good see that's where I'm like okay with yeah. them being fat and it makes sense <laughs> well yeah because he was just considered to be um like a button right like yeah actually with everything money it's that's the way shit was at that point i mean i think too it's like jesus's time like similar to now in a lot of ways like they were living in an empire that was like about to start falling kind of like ours or like in jerusalem today the jews are still oppressing christians like the palestinians Mm -hmm. yeah just okay careful now this is not an anti-semitic podcast i'm just you know blowing some steam but um they're still fucking with the christians (laughs) um you know free palestine what could i say anyway uh then there's i'm trying to think of other jesus movies oh did you have, when was the last time you watched Passion of the Christ, the Mel Gibson movie? Like, I think in the theater. You saw it in the theater? Wow. I'm, I'm impressed. Not, yeah, I'm sure, I remember when it came out. Yeah, I'm sure that, when did it come out? Like, I'm. I, I think it was in the 99, maybe? Hold on, let me see. Yeah, I, yeah definitely. I could see you and your, your boyfriend Joe at the time. Oh, wait, no. Passion of the Christ, 2004. 2004. But you know what? Were you still with Joe then? Didn't see it together. You and I didn't see it together. No, I feel like I would remember if I went to go see The Passion. I did not go see it in a theater. Yeah, I just because it was it had a lot of hype. So 
yeah, I want to see it. Um, because I, I feel like at that time we probably lived together. That's so crazy. Because yeah, we did. Maybe I sure, did go see it with you. What's that? Feels like something we would do together. <laughs> Go see the passion. Yeah, exactly. Go see the sadomasochistic film about the torture of Jesus Christ, torturing and like. I mean, that's like our entire childhood. What we're brought up with. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I really don't. I mean, but that is no. I didn't live here in two thousand four. I still didn't live here. I still lived in Cincinnati. No, that's when we. That's exactly when we lived together. No, it's dude. I know. I lived in Cincinnati like a year and a half after I graduated. Okay, we graduated from college in 2003, right? Because I lived with my parents for like a year. Yeah, and I lived there for at least like a year and a half after I graduated. Yeah, and then we moved. All right, fine, fine. Like, we lived together like 2006, uh, 2005. I bet, I, with Jackie. I bet you I saw it with Jackie. Okay, like, yeah, was, that makes like, sense. Oh, yeah, there's definitely, yeah. All right, so you and Jackie went to yeah, the same. Yeah, because Jackie would have like actually been genuinely into it too. Oh, yeah, she's like, wasn't she like really Catholic? I mean, like, I think she's more open to it than me. Yeah. I don't think I would say she's, like, a devout Christian. Maybe she probably is more, like, now. Um, but her mom is really religious. So that was always a big Jackie queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I feel like you probably saw it. She started in Cincinnati. Um, this is like Jesus whining right now. Here's some Jesus whining. Oh, so sad. To conquer death, you only have to die. That's like so fucking dark. Pretty much. God. Oh. Yeah, our religion is really dark. Um, oh, and you. So I wanted to bring this up too. Um, do you remember me talking before about the BBC documentary about Jesus and the Trinity? I know, oh, and yeah. I still have to watch that. Oh my god, it's so good. But um, actually, what you said earlier about Mary being allowed to travel around with them—that is something that um, the Buddha did and was like criticized for. It was like a big part of him and the way he taught and did things. It's like women could be in the clergy, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. So that, it's another thing that makes me feel like there's that influence. And then, you know, Jesus also, even in this play, it's like the past three years, like Jesus, where were you for the past like 18 years? Like they never tell you that. It's just totally glossed over Mm -hmm. in the Bible. And like in our upbringing, everything. It's just like, you know, we just didn't hear much from him and then uh, he was God. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Yeah, you hear uh, that, Bobby. Is it time? Is it mommy time? No, he's, he wants to sit on my lap. My little, my little BL's about. You love Jesus Christ Superstar, don't you, Bobby? Um,. Yeah, so, well, I was just, uh, back to the passion, um, because I feel like when it was out in the theaters, I don't think I was into it because there was a lot of, like, people saying Mel Gibson was anti-Semitic. Yeah. Um, Which, at the time, I was kind of like, oh, God, like, you know, if I go see this, people are going to be like, or, you know, not that 
social media wasn't even around then. But like, I don't know. I just kind of felt like, yikes, maybe I shouldn't see this movie because I don't want people to think I'm a Nazi. That's kind of how I felt. Um, Because I was, I was dumb like that. Now you got nothing to worry about. Yeah, because yeah, there. What's that? Like, then because there's way worse people than you going to see the Passion of Christ would have been. Like nowadays, oh, yeah. there's like Kanye West, except he says he likes Jewish people in them now. Do you know why? Why? Because he saw Jonah Hill in um in a movie. Are you fucking kidding me? That's hilarious! Wow. Oh, that like do, I love I, Kanye. I like we should do. We should probably do an episode about him. I mean, we did should. you see his, like, latest recent breakdown over the past few months? Like, you have, right? Yes. So oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I so thought yeah. he was so, hilarious yeah, he on Alex Jones. I mean, people okay, are like, that's so mean. Had the hood on? Yeah, and he had the, he had the hood. Yeah, that yeah, was and he, his race car jacket. Yeah, I and, like that. And he had the, yeah, um, cool. he had a, he had a net and a Yahoo for Net and yeah, Yahoo. Yahoo. Like, what the fuck? That was awesome. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, one day there was, like, this was, like, of the past week or two. Um, there was just all these, uh, I can't the name of the movie. 21 Jump Street, okay? There was mm-hmm. all these memes about 21 Jump Street. And, and I was like, why are there all these 21 Jump Street memes? Mm-hmm. It is because Kanye West sent out a tweet that was, like, See, this is where, hold on. About watching Jonah this Hill. Is, hold on. This is where Chris Cornell would be awesome. I know. I knew exactly what you were talking about. Yep. He's angry in the temple now, right? Yeah. Or is, yeah. And then next time, says, forget about the moment. Yeah, that would have been, Chris Cornell would have fucking rocked that. I um, think that's so accurate. I think he would be the best Jesus of all time. Yeah. So sad that he died. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. um, oh. go ahead. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Um, oh, that's okay. You really, you interrupted Kanye West. So, Kanye oh my God. Well, he, that's all he does is interrupt people. So what? <laughs> uh, so yeah, yay. sent out this tweet and it was like, thank you so much to Jonah Hill. I love you. Now after watching 21 Jump Street, I, I realized I like Jews again. Oh you should just, God, that's hilarious. It's fucking I don't even have words there's not a word for this yet this feeling wow um okay well back to the passion of Christ um it's it's a really interesting movie because it is like it's seriously very BDSM because it's like really graphic it's insanely graphic um but I actually one year I watched Passion of the Christ to the Europe 72 album of Grateful Dead, which I got to tell you, it was a beautiful pairing. Like I, I just didn't, I didn't listen to the words or anything. I just played the Grateful Dead soundtrack over the movie and, uh, Uh it was like really great. (laughs) Um, okay. That sounds cool. So if anyone wants to get high and do that, I recommend and get back to me. Like you have to be high. Sure. Yeah, I think you. Well, was I was I smoking weed? No, I don't know if I was smoking weed. Probably I was smoking. Depends weed. on a year, probably, Beth, on whether it was legal where you are or not, right? Oh yeah, of course. Or you say it on a podcast. Yeah. 
Because um, here it's fine, but where you are, I don't know. Can you get arrested for past crimes? Like, is this like 1984 or something? Like, what's the statute of limitations? Is what yeah. You're asking? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, well, whatever. So, arrest me. I watched Passion of the Christ to Grateful Dead, Europe 72 album. So, arrest me. Um, but... I also, though, I then, I watched it last year with, like, you know, normal, and, uh, with normal, like, totally, whatever, even though it's in, like, a, the actual language, um, but it's, it's probably, it is probably the best Jesus movie, though, I think, out there. Passion of the Christ? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, there's also Pasolini did a Jesus movie. Um, uh, what's his? I think his is just called like. And Pasolini's Jesus is like kind of hardcore. Uh, uh, the gospel. Uh, he's like, um, he's Jesus. Like, he's very angry. No, he's hardcore. Like, his Jesus is, like, just a very angry Jesus. Where, uh, like, I'm just, he, like you really don't get the loving vibe from him. I, I kind of like uh, the idea of an angry Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it, and, and, like, it, it's really good. It's a really good uh, movie about Jesus. But, like, and it's, like, graphic in the sense, too. Like, there's, like, a scene where, um, like, for instance, like, was it? Like when Jesus was born, right? And they had to, and the the Romans, like, you know, heard everyone was talking about the prophecy of the next Messiah being born. So they killed all the firstborn sons. Do you remember that part of scripture? Sure do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, they show it in the movie, and they show like Roman soldiers like taking babies out of people's houses and you see them like throwing the babies on rocks to kill them to smash Ew. their heads open yeah it's like really graphic it's like fucked up <laughs> so be like a horrible way for them to die when you could probably easily do it like i just like yeah no they were like I mean, slamming the babies against rocks on the hillsides it was yeah. fucked up because human beings are so just good inside yeah just natural um, well, anyway, the, well, it looks like the gospel according to St. Matthew, which is the Pasolini film I'm talking about, it came out in 1964, is, uh, on Tubi for free right now. So if you want to watch it. Oh, that's cool. I got Tubi. Um, I don't have Tubi. What is Tubi? I don't know why we have it, but, <clears throat> like, what? <laughs> this is going to sound stupid, everyone. I'm going to sound like a really stupid lady right now because. My husband has everything set up for our TV. So when you open it, there's like a bunch of apps. And it's That's how it should be. It's like free one. I think it's just like free. Everything on there is free. It's like. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is there is there commercials? Um, I don't watch it that often. I remember there was a day where I was like checking it out. I don't watch it like that though. I don't think I can watch a Jesus movie with commercials. But yeah. Anyway. I don't think there's commercials. I don't think it's set up like that. Um, they so should make they should make all Jesus movies free during uh, Lent, during the Lenten season. I mean, if you watch like network television, they're all on. Um, I'm actually considering. Uh, well, no, I think I'm definitely going to go to Easter Vigil Mass this year. 
Are you? Yeah. Well, so I found out where I work now is um, in the parish of St. Catherine of Siena, who is actually my confirmation saint. So, yeah. So I was kind of like, I want to go to my patron saint. Like, who was your confirmation saint? Um, St. Helen. She or it was Saint Helena. She was like a uh, some one of the saints that like got raped and like was like no and like it, she was supposed to be like a symbol of like purity and stuff. And mm-hmm. in sixth grade, that was one of the saints that we talked about, and a lot of people thought that was cool. And that's like Helen. So many of the female saints, that's their origin oh, story, is getting raped. I'm sorry. No, I, I was going to say. That's not true. I just All fucking right. lied. I got confused. I thought um, that was like Mary, Saint Maria Goretti was, was the rape. Well, yeah, Maria Goretti. A lot of people did Maria. And I feel like I was going to do that, except it was super popular. And my name is Maureen. So like Maureen Maria. That's yeah, weird. Right. Um, Helena was actually, she was um, like royalty of some kind, some kind of princess or something. And she went on like a, the quest to like find the Jesus's cross or whatever, and supposedly you found it. But I, you know, she's, I think she's one of many people who found relics of Jesus's cross. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's her. But she was, um, she was like nobility or royalty or something. And so oh, like that's okay. why I picked her. I was like, cool. All right. Uh, yeah. Shit. Um, well, uh, yeah, I, the, I, my saint, I really don't remember much about her, but I, she was devout at like a young age and she used to play a game on the steps of her house and like would tell, Uh say the rosary, like, but she would do it physically on the steps. Like she would say how Mary and go up a step. She would stand on each step. Yeah. And like, and like she turned it into a game or something like that, which I thought was cool. And that's why I ended up picking her. Um, that's cool. But, like, uh, I don't remember anything else about her. Anyway, I should probably look that up. Um, She also, though, I wanted, like, Mayan to have the word cat in it. Because I like like cats. Yeah, that tracks with you. Yeah. (laughs) And to the point where, so I chose St. Catherine of Siena because I liked her story. But I also, um, I changed the spelling of her name because she spells it with a K, but I changed it to C. So I really like messed around with it. Anyway, I saw that St. I'm in the St. Catherine of Siena parish and I was like, oh, it's my patron saint. And the one year, have you ever been to an Easter vigil mass? Uh, In my life, yeah, not recently. Okay, so it's fucking a beautiful ceremony. Like on Saturday, it's like this Easter Saturday. Yeah, it's the night before, and it's basically Jesus's funeral. Like that's basically what the mass is. Jesus is dead; he has not risen yet. And um, you go into the church, and all the lights are out, except for a flame in a fire pit in the back of the church, right? And then somebody comes around and they're, they give you a candle and everyone lights their candle from each other's candle. Um, and it's like just so fucking sad. And so the lights are out because the world is dark because Jesus is dead. And also apparently when he dies on the cross, there was a solar eclipse 
Um, oh, as, yeah, like the sun was swallowed or whatever, yeah, and like the earth shuddered and all that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like replicating all of that anyway. So it's really fucking sad. And then yeah. – um, so they also light this candle that is, I don't, I'm like totally butchering whatever, but there's like a candle that's an anointed candle that stays lit all year round. And, um, they, and this is the ceremony where it's lit for the year. And there's all yeah. these markings that the priests do on the candle, like different. Yeah, and exactly. yeah, they do like different chanting and different markings of the candle to bless the candle and um, then they also, the Easter Vigil is the time of year where they bless the holy water that is used in all the baptisms for throughout yeah. the year. So there's the blessing of the holy water. And then after they bless it, they re-baptize everyone in the audience, everyone who's there. So then you get baptized yeah. again, yeah, which is, I did, yeah, I yeah. yeah, and it's just like beautiful. Like, I don't know. And I, is that when they do when they do all the people who, like, were converting to Christianity throughout the year? Is that also when they like, or is that on Easter Sunday? Um, I don't know about that. But not, not, That's that didn't happen at the mass that. that I was at. Gotcha. Um, There's, like, a certain mass where that happens. Oh, okay. Um, no, they just, like, they just generally baptize everyone and then um and you like reaffirm your vows or whatever right there's like yeah a yeah then there's a prayer you reaffirm your vows and like um i think it is when if, if there are people in the community that are like becoming uh, which i feel like i know this because my aunt when i was a kid converted sorry to oh to Catholicism? Yeah. okay um I have to change the album. Hold on a second here. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like such a beautiful mass. And I was kind of like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll like go to it again this year because I'm really feeling the Jesus vibe. Yeah. Um, I think that's cool. Um, oh, I guess we should talk about the people who wrote this Jesus Christ Superstar. Because they're kind of the goats of, um, they were like, all the hits, Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice. Oh, were, right, They're like, yeah, they're like the goats of, uh, Broadway for a time. Oh, you want to come back, Bubby? Bubby really wants to sit on my lap. Come here. Come on. I just switched the album. Come back down. There we go. Um, they, what, like, what else did they do? Did they, they did, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. They did, um, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. They did, did they do Cats? Uh, or like, all right, I'm just going to fucking pull up, pull up his Wikipedia here. Um, all right. Oh, he did Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, mm -hmm. which we also did. Yeah. Which I don't even remember that play at all. Like, really? I, I don't. Do you know? I was like in it, but I don't remember anything about it. 
Yeah, I don't remember that much about it either. I just like could remember that one. Yeah, I don't feel like you were that into it. Like I no. think we were both in it and we're not that into the play at that no, I think it was like, that was like a joke to me being in that play. Um, was that when we were seniors? I think so, yeah. So yeah, it was... Uh, oh, wait, this is Jesus's cup song. Oh, no, this is, this is the Last Supper. Oh, this is the Last Supper. I also, I want to say, I like how they do the Last Supper... Um, because it's kind of, in Jesus Christ Superstar, it's kind of spiteful. Like, he's not saying, well, yeah. take this he bread, this is my body. What's that? He is about to get betrayed by all of them. Yeah, he's about to get betrayed by all of them, and it's kind of spiteful. And he's not saying, like, this is my body, you know, this is my blood. He's saying, this might as well be my body. Yeah, I think you're right. That's what he's saying. This might as well yeah. be my blood. Well Drink it. Just me alive. Right. Yeah. This is what he's saying at yeah, the Last I Supper think, in this in this musical versus what it is today. Yeah, I think what we believe today is a real is not accurate, probably to the sentiment of what was actually um, anyway, Andrew Lloyd Webber, he did, uh, Avita, Cats, uh, Sunset Boulevard, and School of Rock. Okay, so, he didn't do Les Mis, which is, like, Les Mis oh, is, like, he didn't do that. Um, who wrote that one? Was it Tim Rice, then, maybe, who did it? I was just gonna say, like, there's only two of them, so. <laughs> um... The uh oh wait, let me go back here. It's not tell me. I wrote I said musical. Uh Claude Michel Schoenberg Elaine uh, they're all French people, of course. Duh. Uh, um, Elaine Boubel and Jean-Marc Nattel. So I'm totally butchering some French names, but those are the people who wrote that musical, which I'm surprised because I don't know who the fuck they are. Uh, and Les Mis, I'm wearing a Les Mis shirt right now. Um, you know what? How come no schools have done Les Mis? Isn't that weird? That's a big musical. Um, uh, good. My sister was on that team. Oh. And they did a great job. It was like... On the level for Superstar, I feel like. Wow. Okay. So this was like after we graduated? Yeah. Okay. And I saw it. Oh, well, cool. That's great. I don't know that. It, I think it like wasn't the full play. I think it's like the mini or whatever. They, you know, how they have those mini versions of some of these plays, like Annie Jr. Yeah, because like it's a long ass play. Um, speaking of which, I actually just saw at Ridley High School, I just saw Matilda. Oh, how was that? It was fine. They did not shorten it, though. It was like fucking three hours. I know. I was kind of like shocked that they did that because it's kind of like really long for like a children's play. Yeah. Um, you know, anyway, 
uh, okay, so they did do Les Mis. I'm interested then, t- you saw it, right? You saw your sister. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yes. So, like, how was, how were the dudes in it? Because I, that was my thing. I was thinking maybe they don't do Les Mis in high school because the male singers are not easy. Like, the, and it's not, it's very rare there's like a dude who's into doing plays who's also a good singer. I honestly don't really remember specifically. I, I just feel like everyone did a good job. You know I mean? They must have chosen it because they had the guys to do it that year, too. Okay. You know, I think some probably pick. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Because um, I was about to be like, they should have, you could have just have a, a girl play Jean Valjean, like whatever. That would be a good gender bender. Like, that would be. Like, bender. because uh, I think a girl could very easily play Jean Valjean. Because he's like a high tenor. That's like. Um, I actually, I've done Jean, Jean Valjean songs at karaoke before. It really brings the house really? down. Yeah. Yeah, I would say out of, I, I used to be like, oh, Epony is like, is that her name? Um, they're yeah, alto. Like they're really sad. Yeah. Little girl. Um, hold on, what's this one? This is this is the song I was talking about. That's fucking sad. Mm, yeah. Like, uh, can we cancel? Oh my god, it's so sad. <gasps> As when we started, then I was inspired. Now I'm satisfied. Listen, surely I've exceeded expectations. Tried for three years, seems like thirty. I have to say, again, I actually think the guy in the film is better who plays Jesus. Mm. Um, let me see. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just not feeling the emotion. Uh, let's see. Ted Neely. That's who played Jesus in the uh, movie. Uh, he's definitely got some Kurt Cobain vibes, too. Um, anyway, I was like... I mean, the guy in the movie, not this guy? The guy in the movie. 
God. Yeah. Um, so, like, I was, like, trying to, like, my, my husband was not raised Christian at all. Oh, here we go. Let's see. Um, the other really sick thing is, and this is in the Bible as well, is that night during the Easter vigil, when the world goes into darkness before Jesus rises from the dead again, he's battling Satan in hell. It's like so metal. I don't know. It's just so... And like in the Bible, they're taught like this, this, like he's like conquering hell. Um, and it's pretty sick. Anyway, I don't know. Um, I mean, I have to agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, what the hell was I even talking about before? I forget. Be be before I was like, before I was like, I got to listen to Jesus say, oh, take this cup. So, like, and my husband wasn't raised Catholic or any religion at all. Um, yeah. So he doesn't know even the story at all. It's pretty crazy. Um, and then, like, and I just think there's something about not being raised in a religion that... Makes you a bad person, I know. No, not that it makes you a bad person. <laughs> it's like you don't appreciate symbolism or something. I mean, I guess, you know, if you I don't, see. if you don't raise your child Catholic or any religion, you should at least make sure they read poetry. Like I just, because there's just something like, I feel like you miss. And because, so I, I this song was playing and my husband, like, by the way, hates that I play this all the time. And he was like, oh, here it is. Um, he was like, uh, I thought he went to work, right? So I was like, all right, I'm putting Jesus Christ Superstar on. Because oh, I, shit. you know, and he, like, I'm literally about to put the record on. And he walks in the door and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I'm seriously standing here with my Jesus Christ Superstar record. I was about to put it on. But I didn't realize I that you were coming home. Can I please just still play it? Because, like, he hates it. And he's like, go ahead, play it. <laughs> So anyway, so then we're sitting in here and the take my cup song is coming on and I'm like getting all emotional. And I was like, yeah. don't you understand what, what's going on here? Like I was, the cup is his, the, is what is his fate. That's what he's talking about. Like the cup yeah. that God gave him is his fate. Like your cup is your fate. And like, we all are given cups in our lives yeah. that like we have to suffer like we let go of our ego and drink from the cup. This was what was given to us. And he's saying, take this cup. And, and I was like, isn't that like just so beautiful. And I was like, this is exactly how it is in the Bible. This is what in the Bible is, is like Jesus is in, in the saying, take my cup, like take this cup from me. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And anyway, I'm like just getting all fucked. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Like, he's like, yeah, I get it. It's a cup, okay? Like, I don't know. He's just like, sh no, my husband's not gay. But, like, he was just saying, like. Hey, why are you saying? 
Anyway. It's beautiful. Um, I think that's like one thing I can, like a life lessons you can take from this story is I think is like letting go of your ego and like, and, and going through life in that way is probably like, is the best way to, to live your life. I think people mm. are all around us are way too ego fueled and how we do everything. And it's, that's the same practice in Buddhism is like ego death is like a huge part of finding peace. And, um, I don't know. Well, your ego is the part of you that's necessary to die. What's that? Your ego is the part of you that's necessary to die. Yeah. Yes. Um, so. I really liked our Pontius Pilate in this show at Bonner as well. I, yes, I do too. I, I was going to ask you who you would think who you would make Pontius Pilate like in our movie, um, but I love. Yeah, it, it was. Um, my God, what was his name? I loved him. He was a great guy. He was a senior too, right? Yes. At the yeah. time, oh, he was cool too. I, Fuck, I can't remember his yeah. name. No, and he did a really good job in that. Oh, he was like perfect for that. Um. Yeah. Like, super nice guy was always super nice. Like, always helpful. Um, oh, well. We can't remember him. Oh, my God, Marie. I thought of it yesterday. That's why I saw it. I have, I live across the street from, um, the Black Reactionaries. Okay. Um, it's this place called the Solutionary Center. And, um, they're, so they're like right wing black people. And uh, the guy who runs the space has actually been on Alex Jones. And then like, so, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, Like they have, they sell t-shirts outside on the corner all the time. And like, so the t-shirts are like, fuck the vaccine. There's one t-shirt, another one, another t-shirts, black guns matter. Because they're okay, very, okay. they're very much into making sure black people own guns. Um, okay, that's fair to me. I'm really not anti-gun. It says like defund police informants, which I don't understand that one. Uh, what's another one? Out Take there? A, yeah, like people who work for the cops and get paid to give them information. They're saying they take all that. Oh, okay. All right. Because that's actually dangerous for that person to think about it too. Yeah. Putting advantage of that person. Um, They get killed, you know, in retaliation, and they're just like, it's all right, we'll pay you. Okay. Another one. There's another one that says, like, it's uh, being a bitch is anti American. Being a little bitch is anti American. That's one t shirt. Anyway, I really like want to buy a t shirt from them, but I'm a white person and I'm. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I feel like that's. There's a lot of passion there, probably. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you should. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe you should buy it and give it some background to wear.
Anyway, um, maybe I should buy some t-shirts from him. I don't know. They're probably expensive. You know, I bet they're like 35 bucks or something like that. That's too much Just for a t-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that was a heavy game. Um, hoodie prices. Have you ever seen... Oh, there's a Jesus Christ Superstar 2018 movie. Oh, it's live in concert. That's boring. I like I like the movie because they're like out in the desert and shit. Um, yeah, that, that's cool. Oh, did you ever see Scorsese's The Last Temptation of Christ? I remember that coming out too. That, it came out in 1988. Oh. So you were seven. You remember that? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> um, no, I thought that was a newer movie, but I don't think I. I mean, I've definitely heard of it. But. Well, uh, it's Willem Dafoe as Jesus, which is like he. Yeah. It's just too goofy. I don't like it. Did we watch it in school? No, I don't think so. I don't know. It's. I, mean, I definitely have memories of that title. Um. And then Harvey Keitel is Judas, which is kind of funny. I don't know. Like, I just can't get past the actors that yeah. play the people that for me, it's like, I can't, I, I, I can't take Harvey Keitel as, as Judas seriously. I just can't do it. Um, but as far as, again, the tortured Jesus, whiny Jesus Christ, that very much that's Willem Dafoe. Um, but just to reiterate definitely i have to say joaquin phoenix as jesus is like my favorite actor who's played jesus for sure um well that's an interesting that was in the mary magdalene one right yeah you'll have to watch it if you're into i do do you like watch any of the stuff i'm like you have to watch it Sometimes. Oh, okay. Not always. Oh, um, the that Mary Magdalene movie, I do want to see that. Uh, I, I, I'm starting to have memories come back. Like, I do feel like I remember talking about it, but I don't think I watched it. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's Herod. Yeah. Herod's like a big comedy act. Um, I don't remember this song in our play. Really? Who played Herod? Um, who was Herod? I don't remember who did this song, but I remember it being really funny and people loving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It's sort of coming back. I mean, I remember even like, like in between, like when we were doing rehearsal, you know, and like since the chorus, we were only in like, 
three. I think we were like capped. Like we were in the beginning of the act and then we were at the end of the second act and then the beginning of the first, whatever, the second act. And yeah. we were like, whatever. But like during rehearsals, like I remember getting really emotional, like being out in the audience, watching the performances in rehearsal. Yeah, it's an emotional play. Like we, Especially if you grew up with that. like typically we wouldn't do that. Like if we weren't up, you know, we wouldn't be out front watching the performances. We would be backstage, like making like stupid, doing stupid shit. You know, we wouldn't care. But like, I remember we actually would like come up front and watch the performances. Um, yes, you're right. I do know exactly. Uh, also, remember. <laughs> I, our friend Eileen didn't make the play. That was so sad. I do kind of remember that. Um, which did, it didn't make any sense because she's like. That was weird. She's a, very talented. Yeah, she was like a really good singer. I honestly, Maureen, I always have ex- suspected that. Like, so my last name's Heinley, hers's flights were like right next to each other and we kind of looked the same. And I always was kind of like, did they accidentally pick me, but they meant Eileen? I, I swear to God, I always felt that. I don't think that's true. Maybe she just had a bad audition that time. Yes. Um, but it really sucked because I, like... And she was a freshman. Yeah, she was a freshman. It was a tough like, show. No, it's a lot of freshmen got cut from that. Yeah. The freshmen, what? Yeah. Um, but, like, doing plays was, like, her whole thing. So it was, like, very upsetting. Yeah. And I felt, like, really bad about that. That really sucked. Um, whereas, like, for me, like, I really would not have cared if I got cut from the play. Like, it, it wasn't, like, my whole personality. All right, gotcha. so we're on to the last, the end of Jesus Christ Superstar here. Last part of the album. Okay. So we should start thinking about our closing Jesus thoughts. Yeah. What can I say about Jesus? That's a pretty big topic. Maureen, do you believe in Jesus? Not this one. Like, I think there's probably a guy who was out of control popular and then ended up being probably literally crucified and probably... There was probably something that happened with. <clears throat> so I had this whole thing too about like how short Jesus was up there, according to the Bible, even like it was only a few hours. And then there's this whole incident of we're giving him water on this sponge for some reason. Like I think they gave him some kind of herb or drug that made him appear dead. Um, and to, in order to like extract him from the situation, I think his followers did that. I think they took him into that thing, like the, to that cave. I think they like. But he had to ride out whatever the drug was. It was probably dangerous, you know. It probably wasn't, like, safe to make you not have a pulse and stuff. But there's things that do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, I think there was probably something that happened like that. And people probably believed, like, that he came back from the dead. And it was probably, like, the whole thing. And this guy is probably a great guy. And there's probably a reason people were following him like that. But, no, I don't think, like, the way that we were taught that... No, I don't think there was necessarily, like, this divine person. I think that there was someone who was probably, like, 
very well educated in like spiritual matters or whatever. Um, they, a yeah. charismatic preacher. Yeah, I don't think that like by believing in Jesus and him taking my sins, like I'm going to go to heaven and be saved. I don't believe that. I find it very difficult to like not love Jesus and believe in Jesus. Like I really do. But that's really interesting because there was a long time that I felt you were, uh, that you had a dark night of the soul. Dark night of the soul? Yeah, it's. Like Batman? No, not like Batman. Hold on one second. Um, yeah, like, so there was definitely like one of the main saints that was, hold on a second. Yeah, so this dark night of the soul is like separation from God. It's a thing that I, and I feel like, um, I feel like Mother Teresa talks about it. Like a lot of these, a lot of the saints over time talk about how there is in spiritual growth, part of the process can be that you're separate from God and like you don't believe in God, you question it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no, I, I definitely don't believe in like, God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit as in the sense of the Catholic Church. Yeah, like magic. Yeah, no, I don't believe in that, but I believe in Jesus's teachings and I I think it's a really beautiful arc to the darkness of the Old Testament and the light and love that's present in the New Testament. Like that uh, is very hard to not believe in because it's, it's I like that. Yeah. Um, Podcast. Oh, shit. Whoop. Oh, my God. It's, shit is breaking down. Oh, no, I'm in the wrong aisle now. Hold on. Okay. All right. I think we're back here again. Okay. Um, yeah, I definitely... I had a dark night of the soul in terms of leaving the Catholic church, like, and, um, but, and then I did go, I think into nihilism in the sense where, you know, God is dead sort of thing. Um, but I do like believe that there's things that uh, you can't possibly understand as a human being and things that are beyond me. And uh, in that sense, it's that's magic, you know, and that uh, things that I don't understand. And but it's I what I don't like about the Catholic Church and the teachings of Jesus is how rigid it is like you have to believe that the eucharist turns into jesus's body and the blood turns into jesus's blood and 
and that Jesus is this in the son of God. And, you know, there's the father, the son and the Holy spirit. And like, uh, yeah, I just it's actually his blood. It's actually his body. Like that is like really important yeah. for people who are like outside of this. Like Protestants believe it's a symbol. No, Catholics believe it in the transubstantiation like it is. And if you don't believe that, you're not Catholic and you're going to hell. Right, exactly. Um, And I also don't believe in um, this. Like, I think church is very good for you. And I think I will, I go to mass and it does make me feel calmer. And like, it's also churches are like really set up very well for meditation, like architecturally wise, mm-hmm. like they are spiritual places. Like you can feel it. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, it's just not, but I don't like feeling the obligation to go to mass. And if I don't go to mass, I'm going to hell. Like, I don't like that yeah. kind of, you know, no. attitude. And honestly, I don't think Jesus was like that either. Like, I, I, I don't either, you know, um, like he didn't believe, That's what he was saying. It's not, even like yeah. in our Bible, like our asshole version of the Bible, uh, um, yeah, like he was saying, for instance, like we're, he was saying the kingdom of heaven is in our, it's in our spirit, it's in our minds, it's not on mm-hmm. earth, it's not, it's in your heart, it's, it's very, uh, Right. And in that, and with that kind of attitude, it's like, you don't have to go to a church and say the right words and have God be present. Like, that's just not what it's about. And it kind of like, I think separates you more from God than, um, I don't know. Then just right. So in that kind of sense, like yeah, I'm just like back and you know. But I would say why I say not believing in Jesus is hard is because the story is so compelling of Jesus Christ. Like uh, he's so likable. Yeah, and he's I so think lovable. Like, you know, he represents us all. You know, mm-hmm. he, repre- he represents us all in many different ways. Like you said, the cops. I mean, I totally get what you're saying. Yes, I think that is beautiful too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know that actually in grade school, that's like, I think one of the things that like nuns did kind of make clear was that was like kind of the point of all of this. Like we were like kids, we were like, why is this guy getting killed and beaten? Like, this is horrible. And they're like, no, it like represents uh, all of our hardships and like God will get you through it and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. It was like a nice sentiment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also think like, yeah, the the play of Jesus Christ Superstar really takes that perspective of like, you know, it's not just like, Oh, like it wasn't just like, Oh, here's like God's son. Like it was like, yeah, humans were being humans and shit was fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't pretty. And it still happens all the time to people. It still happens all the time. It's like part of our social structure as humans. What? But also, uh, like having, um, making people like cold of personality type of situations, making people into gods and, mm-hmm. and then, um, then like betraying them, then bringing them down. It's like, we have to do that. It's like a form of human sacrifice. But, so this, that's what it's cancel culture. 
Is it? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like bringing our gods down. Like you can even, it doesn't have to even be a good person. It can be Donald Trump. Like this, it can be like any kind of situation where a cult of personality is completely out of a, out of control and people are forgetting that they're human and not God and they're putting them in a position of God and no human being can live up to that. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Like it's an impossible task and then like we're going to kill you when we're not living up to what we want. Yeah. And, like, I think a lot of it, too, for people is, like, well, at least it's not me. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not that guy. Hmm. Um, I would like to go see a show Jesus Christ Superstar. I haven't heard like anywhere doing this show in a while. I would maybe say, maybe I'll make a comeback. I, you would think you would be able to find it on Good Friday at least in community theaters. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean it's a very good I mean it's the stations of the cost. Right? Yeah. Not fully, but kind of when oh when do they when is that? Like where they where you go through the mass, where you go through the Stations of the Cross. Which mass is that? So that's on Good Friday. And when I was a kid, okay. I used to act in it every year in grade school. And I think through maybe the first year or two of high school. Like, that was a thing for me as a kid. Um, yeah, you would dress up like Mary and Jesus or like whatever, like that time period. And um, it was on Friday, and I feel like there would be like a new one, like a daytime one, and then like a, a Friday night one. Who were you, who who were I, you in the, the the reenactment? It changed every year. I feel like I I don't. I think you just had to dress up in like you know a veil and all that shit. So you didn't really have a part. You were like just one of the Jews. No, I think it's because it was just RCCD at my school, so it wasn't like a ton of kids. So I feel like it changed every year who you like were. Because who, I mean, Stations of the Cross, you have what, Mary? Yeah, the two Marys. Yeah. You, isn't there a thing with like three women or something? Like, that like whole, offer the, the cloth. Like this or whatever. They can't find them in the tomb, that's what it is. Oh yeah. Oh well. There's also the women, the women who um, wipe his face. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yes, there's the, all that. Yeah. So and and there wasn't like talking. It was just like, you know, it was in the church. But in my church at St. Lawrence in Upper Darby, there was like this church. It was called the Lower Church, which I think that they. I don't know if they're doing it or if it's going away, but like it was so cool and it was perfect for Stations of the Cross because it was like dark and dank and like you felt like you were in like some like 1800s church. Like it was really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I actually loved that. It's like really good memories for me. Uh, but yeah, Stations of the Cross is really dark. Like Catholicism and Christianity are really dark. And then, well, and then Holy Thursday is when they do the washing of the feet ceremony during the Mass. Yeah, I don't think I ever, like, attended that. I feel like you, you would have school on that Thursday, so there wasn't, like, really that much, like, events. But, like, at my school and, like, for me growing up, there was definitely, like, a lot of participation in those type of events. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, like, interesting for people who grew up outside the church and you think of the holidays and, like, Christmas and Easter, and you think of Easter as, like... 
the lesser holiday. But in if in the Catholic Church, Easter is like the goat of the holidays. Like it's like it's the most. Yeah, there wouldn't be Catholicism if it wasn't for Easter. Yeah, and like this is the masses are like intense during Easter, and it's like, um, really, like way more than like Christmas. Like Christmas, you just have Christmas mass. That's it. Like it's not like that big of a deal. Whereas, like, Easter's, there's, like, this whole lead up to it and well, everything. And you have Lent. You have 40 days of yeah. where you're really supposed to be fasting and, like, not eating meat the entire time. But, yeah. like, you know, for us as the normal people, we're just supposed to not eat meat on Fridays. Um, well, I actually. This is actually really funny to me. Hmm, do you what? know, and it's like, you know, I get really pissed off at stuff like this because I'm like, why do you, what? Um, there's, like, this archdiocese in texas that they made it so that since saint patty's day fell on a friday in Lent, they made it so that their parishioners were allowed to eat meat on that friday in Lent. because it's saint patrick's day yes weird i know that I makes no like sense when they took away purgatory like i was like what like this is what you told me was reality like my internal my soul was going to eternal hellfire if i did this and you're fucking telling me all those years just the parishioners of this archdiocese only even if they're not in the archdiocese physically but like if you're not a member of the archdiocese you still cannot eat meat on saint patrick's day uh all those years eating fish sticks on fridays you know and Um, pizza i know well so i mean pizza was good in our neighborhood but Fish sticks, yeah. I actually did I tuna fish at school. Ugh, tuna fish sandwiches. Ugh. I actually did um, Lent a couple years ago. Like I actually fasted and like, um, yeah. which that is was- the fasting is just uh, it's not like uh, as intense as like Muslim fasting, for instance. Like um, yeah. you just like aren't supposed to. You're supposed to skip lunch. So that's how fasting is in Lent for Catholics. I know, but yeah, you're except on Saint Patrick's Day. Well, Saint Patrick's Day, yeah. you're good to go for your Lent too. I also I don't eat meat anyway, so like the whole not eating meat thing didn't really matter to me. But I skipped my lunch for the forty days, and um, and then you're supposed to like remember you get those rice. Um, bowl things where you collect your change to give to yes oh my god yeah like the cardboard that you would make on yeah you fold them out of cardboard and yes. like the churches still have them like my church i was going to at the time That's had true. them but you're not supposed to um which i never understood that the what you're supposed to do is 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 take your lunch money and put it in the rice bowl i remember doing that actually okay so i always just like collected change when i was little and I just thought they were cool, but like I actually, so I didn't get a rice bowl thing because that's weird. Um, but I just, what, like what I would normally spend on my lunch money, I just like put aside, right? And so then at the end of the 40 days, I had about like $200 or whatever saved up from not eating lunch. And then I, but I didn't donate it to a third world country. I just gave it to a food bank in Philadelphia. So, so that's what, but I was kind of like, that's insane because I was able, because I actually did this, I had $200 to give to like a food bank, which is like, 
pretty great. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I was, yeah, I mean, damn, can you imagine, like, lunch money now is, like, $20? Like, if you just put your lunch money every Friday? Yeah, no, I mean, I my... Mean, I don't spend $20 on lunch every day. I'm saying if I were to no. order out, it would cost me $20. I, why, yeah. yeah, no, my lunch, I only spend, like, 5 to $10 on my lunch because I just have, like, yogurt and, like, peanuts and shit. I don't really, um, whatever. Yeah, anyway. I don't really eat uh, I, like, usually, if I anything, it's, like, soup. If I have time. But I will say oh. it was very Easter mass, though, after fasting for 40 days and doing all this stuff. And then my other stupid thing was not drinking and not eating chocolate, like, you know, which was mm -hmm. like, whatever. Not that big of a sacrifice, but whatever. But and then I went to Easter Sunday mass and I have to say it was like way more rewarding than like I've ever done before, because before I never took Lent seriously and to do it and then go through all this seriously was like actually really rewarding. I'm so. not surprised by that. I think that there's a lot of validity to, um, because like, I don't know if you think about it, you're kind of doing like, you can even look at it in terms of like, have you heard of people doing like the dopamine fast or whatever? Like the what? Dopamine, uh, you do like a dopamine fast. So like our brains from having our phones and whatever we want constantly, like, Anytime you have, like, an impulse, you can follow it in our culture is essentially, like, what is it? So, like, you're addicted to your phone, you're addicted to this, you're addicted. So, mm -hmm. you're chocolate, right? You have, oh, like, chocolate, gotta have it. Oh, my God, strong craving. You get it, you get a reward, and your brain's reward for that is dopamine. Mm -hmm. So, what they're saying is we're, like, overly dopamined up, and, like, you can do a, like, you can put yourself in a position where you, like, give whatever you're addicted to, sugar, your phone whatever maybe it's something more serious but like mm -hmm. i'm going to talk about in terms of like shopping credit cards that shit mm -hmm. um it's like you know doing it this doing any kind of fast or getting something up the line is definitely like uh you know before we thought about it scientifically it was like a dopamine fast like resets you to the point of being like able to say no to shit yeah and appreciate like the good feelings like that's the other thing is like they say if you have all this dopamine and constant simulation like it makes you really numb so oh. you need more stimulation right um oh. oh i'm like where did my the album's over jesus christ superstar is over so um what's well, we kind of could hear at certain points you know what you want to know something about it's snowing here Oh my god, are you kidding me? It was 62 degrees yesterday. It's snowing and it's going to be like in the 50s tomorrow, but right now I see snowflakes. In the mountains it's snowing. I think it's going to snow actually up north and in the mountains and stuff and like Montana. Like I think they're going to get a really bad snowstorm overnight. Um, like, well, that, that reminds me. Being where I am, I'm right behind the mountains, so we won't get it like that usually. Let's um let's go on to our Patreon episode though, so we could talk about the weather in Colorado and how I'm going to be visiting yeah. in like a week. Oh my god! I know. I, I was know. just saying that to Carl yesterday. I was like, "Fun day." Um. Well, okay. I think we covered like literally everything about Jesus and Jesus Christ Superstar in this episode, and you know, Happy Easter to everyone, to those that celebrate. Uh, happy Passover to our Jewish friends. Uh oh that wait, that was another thing I wanted to say. Do you think there was actually a solar eclipse? Uh 
the day that Jesus died on the cross. Maybe. Like, astrologically. Know. Like, maybe that actually really happened. Like, Yeah, it totally might have happened. Um, anyway, that's one thing I always thought was interesting. I was like, you know, because in astrology... I think that's more likely than him actually being raised from the dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, that's something I actually believe you know, and there's a lot of astrology tied up into the um, Jesus story as well. Like as well, yeah, far that as was like the beginning of uh, like just as we're going into the Aquarian age right now, the ages are like two thousand years. So that was the beginning, actually, of the Piscean age when Jesus was around. So yeah, it actually would make a lot of sense that there would be like eclipses and shit like that happening um, because like this thing occurred that had this very far reach in humanity for a very long time. So speaking astrologically, it's likely that it occurred during the books. Well, and the whole thing about, you know, the North star rising oh, yeah. over Bethlehem, well, you know, that's why the whole theory about Jesus being a Buddhist is a thing because those three wise men, where did they come from? The East. Mm -hmm. And in, in India, they really follow astrology. It's like a large, it's like a big part of their religious system. So yeah, they would have been looking to astrology to tell them when like the next great like Lama or whatever was going to be born and where, and they would have gone there and got them. And Easter and Passover are linked by the last full moon of the after the spring equinox, which is like why. You know, Passover takes place after the full moon and the same thing with the Easter was the same thing. They're both linked because everyone's always like, oh, Passover and Easter are like at the same time of year. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they are because yeah. that's how it went down. But, um, you know, I think it's interesting that they're linked to the full moon, you know, and yeah. it's the spring equinox. Well, it's all full moon. Yeah. linked it's, to pagan holidays, right, ultimately? yeah ultimately um all right well let's let's nip it let's nip it in the butt okay all right well let's nip it in the butt i later. yeah right um we've been an hour and a half we've been talking i think an hour and a half is a good um i think that's 90 minutes yeah so uh go out and listen to your jesus Christ superstar and uh i guess i'll i'll see you at the come and go see you all You'll see us at the coming up. All right. Bye. Podcast. Podcast. Do do loo. Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Four house on the hill. From Delco. Four house on the hill. Oh, yeah. It's a four house on the hill. Two hoes. Two hoes. Don't roll your skirt too short. Everybody's going to want to be up in that shorts.